Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to our program, The Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today we've got a wonderful program that is especially near and dear to my heart because, uh, as you know, my life calling has been with with life and uh, pro-life and life-affirming pregnancy help. And we have a program today that touches on that uh, in a very unique way. And, uh, and that is a program on infertility and God's plan. So how does, how does infertility fit into uh, our life-affirming and, and life-giving mission? And what happens when it's not as we've expected? You know, we get married, we think we're going to have a large family, we're hoping and praying for that. Um, and then God has another plan. <laughs> How does that work? And, and what does that mean uh, to, to a woman, to her husband, to the family? And we're going to be talking about how God provides and the plan that he has for us, uh, particularly with our guest today, uh, Jennifer McMillan. Or McMullen, I'm McMullen. sorry, Jen. <laughs> it's okay. Jen McMullen. Uh, she and her husband Andy are members of St. Paul's Parish in Westerville, been married for 13 years. Welcome to the program, Jen. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, thank you for being willing to share your story because infertility is a difficult story to tell. There's, there's a lot of pain involved in that. And, uh, and kind of, um, confidentiality. Sometimes people don't want to talk about it at all, right? Yes, yes. It can feel very private and you can feel very alone right? when you're dealing with infertility, yeah. especially when you're in the beginning throes of it. I'm sure. Well, thank you so much for being willing to share your story and God's plan. And, and just so uh, we don't have any major surprises, let's tell people God's plan for you was adoption. It was. Yes. And yes. you've adopted three children from, from overseas. Yes. So we're going to be talking about that too. But the discernment process of what to do when you're faced with an infertility um, issue. And we're also going to be talking about the kind of help and support that was available to you and that's available to other people now through a wonderful ministry that we have here in Columbus, Elizabeth Ministry. Yes, I yes. was very glad that I found the group um, through Elizabeth Ministry at Westerville, in Westerville at St. Paul Parish. Yes, and we've had already one program on uh, Elizabeth Ministry, mm -hmm. and I'm so happy to have found that we have a, a wonderful group at St. Paul's Westerville that really helps women with any kinds of, of issues. The mission is very, very broad. Yes. Uh, issues related to their fertility, infertility, uh, adoption, uh, motherhood, parenthood. Mm -hmm. uh, we women are pretty complex, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> we have a lot of details we have to go through. That's right. <laughs> what, what, what we have going on. <laughs> and we, we love help from other women. And of yes. course, Elizabeth Ministry is based on that yes. beautiful model. Yes. Of, it, of helping each other and just supporting each other in, in the situation that you're in. Right. And having that support is very special. Sure. And just like Mary 
ran to Elizabeth's side mm-hmm. and what what help could she provide but herself mm-hmm. and um, and so what a great model and I'm so happy that you're involved with Elizabeth ministry so we'll talk a little bit more about that as our as our program progresses but um, let's start Jen with your uh, story um, in your case you actually suspected you might have an infertility problem before yes. you even got married yes and so um, even before you know before we got too serious in our relationship, I, you know, we talked about all these things. We talked about our faith. We talked about, you know, all the financial things, things like that, but especially children and hit, you know, my husband's expectations of what our family life would look like if we were to get married. And so I just prepared him and said, you know, with my medical history, I may have issues with conceiving. Um, and he, we had to know we were both open to adoption. Mm -hmm. So that was something that may have not, you know, if he wasn't, then we might not be together and we wouldn't be the family we are. But luckily he was open to adoption too. And we discussed even if we did have biological children, even maybe going, you know, and adopting children as well. Um, But luckily, you know, we were already kind of prepared, but you'd think being prepared, you'd be better prepared when you're actually in the situation you but were you're prepared not. intellectually maybe <laughs> you were, yes you, you were had prepared talked intellectually about it. but just the emotional part of it is you're i don't think you can prepare for that so mm, that's an interesting point um but it's a very important topic parenthood mm-hmm. um what are your expectations for, about children mm-hmm. um these kinds of things it's crucial to talk about before the marriage so i'm yes. so glad you at least had a, a little bit of a foundation before yes. you had to face the emotional aspects of it yeah i think that's very important when you're going going into a marriage is saying what are your expect and your expectations change with marriage i mean you might say you want 10 kids and then you know you get into the marriage and you you both you know, again, pray on it and talk about it and it changes. But I think, and of course, God's plan is there. God's plan always (laughs) is the main plan. So you kind of have to follow that. Mm -hmm. Um, But just kind of, I think it's very important to talk about, are you open to children? Are you not just biological? I think because you don't know where your life would lead. Sure. I think you have to have that discussion. That's wonderful that you did have that before you were married so that when you, when you did, uh, when you were open to life, you were, you were praying for children in your marriage and the infertility issues came up. Yes. All right. So uh, let's talk about some of the, some of the, well, physical and emotional issues that you Mm -hmm. had to go through at that point and, and where you were able to find some help. Yes, I I think it's hard for people to, when you think infertility, you only think, oh, you just can't have kids or you just can't get pregnant. But there are so much medical things behind it that you don't want to always share. And, you you know, it's very private. I think that's one reason why we don't talk about it as much. Um, And so I did have to go, you know, the infertility is on my side of things. And so I have had medical issues and I knew... um, and my family knew, but at the same time, it's like the emotional part of it. You don't, and the spiritual part of it, you question God. You sure. you sometimes can get angry, and you have to really find the faith. And it was hard because there wasn't a lot of Catholic, you know, support and resources available when we were going through, especially the beginning stages of. Was infertility. Elizabeth Ministry there at that point? No, it was not. Okay. Not at the very beginning. Um, it was several years. It was after we adopted our first son as um, when the group was started. 
Yeah. And that's so you I, didn't have Elizabeth Ministries. No, at that we didn't point. have Elizabeth Ministry. Mm-hmm. And you looked for Catholic resources, Catholic, resources. Like Catholic books, Catholic websites. There were some blogs that I found, but sometimes when it's a blog and instead of supporting each other, it can a little bit bring you down into that despair mode hmm. um, because you're not getting to have the interaction with the other mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes you're just going with a blog. It's like you're just blogging your life. So that your day-to-day feelings. Right. So it's not necessarily like. It's not providing solutions or right, particular or this, hope. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, there wasn't a lot, you know, um, and my family tried to support me. And, it hit, you know, our families came together and tried to support us. But again, it's that very, no one else in my family had gone through this. Mm-hmm. I didn't have someone in my life who I could turn to. Right. Um, to, to go over our woes, to go over our hopes. <laughs> and even to go over, I suppose, the alternatives that you were right. looking at, which yes. would either be not having children at all right. or adopting. Yes. Or, of course, there's the there are infertility alternatives that the Catholic Church does not does not does not support right. does, because it's a it goes against our beliefs in life right. and bringing life. In vitro fertilization, primarily yes. now, mm-hmm. uh, fertilizing the egg outside the womb, right. uh, in vitro, in, in a Petri dish, yes. and then implanting that in the womb, of course, which can result in mm-hmm. in embryos that, that are abandoned, that yes. are allowed to die, that are even selected uh there there's all kinds of issues and problems there we're not going to we're not going to focus on that in this program uh, because it's a separate issue separate topic but because of your faith you had ruled out that particular yes yes, that particular alternative and there was only one book i found which was a christian book but it wasn't a catholic book Mm -hmm. so it helped a little bit with the emotional and spiritual side of things but then it went through all the in vitro options and insemination options which we already knew we we're you not had ruled at. out, <laughs> yes. right? You were you were following the teaching of the church, which yes. is beautiful. But you didn't have the resources. I think you mentioned you have found a book now. Yes. It didn't help you back then, but at least you have found yes. it now. And it did still help. It was several. It was after we adopted our first son, so it did still make me feel better that there was a Catholic resource, and I have shared that resource. Great, <laughs> because I feel like it's hard. You can have a hard time finding it. So I try to share it as much as possible with people I know. Well, let's share it right now. What's um, the name of it? It's the uh, companion, the infertility companion for Catholics. Okay, the infertility companion for Catholics, and I do have the authors. Uh, they have a little difficult names for us uh, Anglo's here. Uh, <laughs> some beautiful names: Angelique Ruhi Lopez. And Carmen Santa Maria. Yes. I hope I've said those correctly. <laughs> but you can find it the Infertility Companion for Catholics. And you said they have a Facebook page. They do have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So if you type in that name, it, it'll come up. And they post different. There's an Infertility Week, National mm-hmm. Infertility Week. Mm-hmm. And they always post things during that time. Um, and just different stories or, or you know, thoughts about infertility. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just good to have that reassuring, sure. you know, from other people and hope. Or if, you know, hope and healing, mm-hmm. which their book talked about as well. Good. And I think one of the important points uh, about your story, Jen, is that because the infertility issue is 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 on your side of the, the couple, yes. uh, the couple relationship, and yours is a physical issue. There mm-hmm. are there are physical issues that you still have. Yes. I mean, having having these beautiful children through adoption didn't resolve the physical issues that you go Correct. through every month. Right. 
And so it's still, I still, I still have this little ache that I will not, you know, every, every month I feel like, okay, I'm never going to experience. And it's a realization still every month that I'm not going to experience that. But then I, my kids wouldn't be who they are. So it's like this, you know, it's, I'm still healing. Mm -hmm. And because I am still in the procreative age group, I still have that little ache, but I know it each each time it gets less mm-hmm. and I love my kids. And like I, I tell everyone, they they would not be the kids who they are with that. You know, their stories made them who they are. Sure. So not in their stories began even before us. So, you know, their background and where they came from has shaped them also. And we'll talk a little bit more about your children uh, as the program progresses. But I think you make a wonderful point that um, for a lot of infertility issues, the physical problems remain, even yes. even if even if you have adopted children, mm-hmm. uh, God's provided a, an alternate plan, you love those children. So the, the, the pain, the need for healing is not related to not having children. Right. It's not the emotional side. It's just knowing that you have this medical condition. And I think we forget, you know, when people approach you about infertility, oh, you just need to, you know, settle down or calm down or relax. And, you know, and it's like, you have no idea what I, you know, and it's because it's hard to share because that's people's vision of infertility is just, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you just can't have biological children. Yeah, they don't think about the it's physical not, issues it's involved. Deeper and mm-hmm. it can be it's it is pain, it can be painful, it can be um aggravating and frustrating mm-hmm. <laughs> what you have to go through. Mm-hmm. And as a Catholic, it's also very difficult to find a doctor who can help you mm-hmm. in uh, align with the Catholic teachings right. and what treatment you get. Right. And so that was another issue. Um and can still be an issue even after, you know, obviously I have kids that mm-hmm. are adopted, mm-hmm. but I still have to find that Catholic doctor who will keep me in line with the teachings. Sure. And let's mention again uh, the Elizabeth Ministry in St. Paul's Westerville. If anyone's listening who is is suffering from infertility, uh, would like more information about adoption, uh, would like some referrals for uh, Catholic physicians that could help you, Elizabeth Ministry, that's what Elizabeth Ministry is there for. Mm -hmm. One of the referrals that we wanted to give, because we've had several programs here on St. Gabriel as well, uh, about FEM. F-E-M-M, femhealth.org, is one um, pro-life medical referral that does help people with infertility. Um, Cannot solve all infertility issues and problems, that's for sure, Uh, but is a good resource for medical care, femhealth.org, F-E-M-M. And, of course, we want to refer to Elizabeth Ministries at St. Paul's in Westerville, which is open to people listening here. Uh, If you can make it to St. Paul's, if you can call the number, you can be matched up with someone who can help you. Yes, and just support you. Um, we don't we don't try to to take the place of a doctor or counselor, but we have been there. I have been there. So sure. if someone, and you are there still, and I as am you still mentioned. there. Mm-hmm. And so, if you experience that, I, I coming into Elizabeth Ministry, I found some support, and um, it's nice because now I do have a family member who is younger than I am that started having infertility. And she says to me, you know, you helped, your story has helped me. Oh, that's And so great. those kind of things, that's what we as Elizabeth, Elizabeth ministry are trying to do. Right. So, uh, so St. Paul's number, St. Paul in Westerville is 
882-2109 and just ask for Elizabeth Ministry and they will give you the contact information for Colleen who's in charge of Elizabeth Ministry. So we do also have a program in our archives and we'll be having additional ones uh, with Elizabeth uh, Ministry there. So uh, our guest today, I want to reintroduce our, our guest, Jen McMullen, yes. uh, married to Andy for 13 years and they have three adopted children. They're members of St. Paul's in Westerville and Jen, you are one of the one of the members of the Elizabeth Ministry that will work with other women with any kinds of issues related to our fertility. Yes. And uh, we are, I tell you, God had a very complex plan with women, didn't he? He did. <laughs> <laughs> our fertility is is a beautiful gift, but it's very very complex, mm-hmm. and um, and and medical things can go wrong. Uh, there are issues and problems that we have to face, but God always provides. And one of the interesting points in your story, Jen, um, that I'd like to focus on as we go into the next part of our program is the discerning process. I think this is an excellent point you make. When a woman or man, a couple, Mm -hmm. has infertility issues, uh, and it it appears to be impossible for them to have their own biological children, although, as we mentioned, sometimes, like in the case of Elizabeth, it's right. almost a miracle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they do have a baby, but they're, they're discerning. It's, it appears to be impossible. Right. And so one of the interesting points you made was that not all people who are trying to follow the Catholic teaching um, turn to adoption. God or or God doesn't open those doors for them. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, he did work in your case and we'll talk yes. about those three children, beautiful children you have from from overseas. But what what's in discerning you mentioned there people can also discern spiritual parenthood. Yes, to be spiritual parents. I think it's hard I I don't think we should question couples who don't have children about why they don't because mm-hmm. they know their reasons and they've talked to God and they've talked to each other and prayed on it. And so not all infertility couples are called to adopt. Sometimes they're called to be good aunts and uncles, godparents. Um, Sometimes um, they could get involved in, in organizations that help children, if not foster care, other organizations that provide meals or clothes or things like that. And that's how they get their fulfillment in being parents is through spiritual parenthood. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to remember that. Um, We discerned and we chose the path of adoption. We felt called to it. But there are people who just, that's not their path. And we have Mm -hmm. friends and family members who are like that. Mm -hmm. And they are very fulfilled helping other people's children or spending time with them and just being that good other support for their other kids. And interestingly, that term, spiritual motherhood, um, at least the first time I was aware of it, John Paul II, in his letter on the dignity of women, uh, has a beautiful section about spiritual motherhood. Mm -hmm. And um, he talks about Mother Teresa as a yes. beautiful example of spiritual motherhood. Absolutely. So ministering to to people and particularly mm-hmm. to children, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. can be a, a beautiful way of, of becoming a mother, becoming yes. a parent. Um, I th- Did you mention that you actually, you know, couples who have chosen this route, yes. spiritual parenthood? Yes. Um, either because they know medically to even have children wouldn't be good because it could hurt them or the child in pregnancy. Um, I think you mentioned someone with either lupus, lupus or, or MS. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, pregnancy mm-hmm. can 
cause symptoms to be worse for them. Yes, that, that disease. And so I, we know someone who's who's said, okay, well, you're not going to have kids because of this reason, but we are, and we're not called to adoption, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people just think it's automatically the infertile couples. You know, you have to adopt these kids in foster care. You have to adopt these international hmm, that's kids. That's interesting. You know, it's your job, but it's not. You know, they can be spiritual parents and be even better parents that way mm-hmm. than they could have thrived mm-hmm. at the other, you know, having adoptive or biological yeah. children. And so it's it's just important to remember that it's, sure. you know. And they may have tried adoption. Adoption can be very difficult yes. today. Yes. And I'm so thankful that Elizabeth Ministry can also help people who are discerning that adoption is their route, but are finding all kinds of obstacles and it's difficult to find good information. I'm so glad that people within Elizabeth ministry like you have adopted and can help them. Tell us about your three children that, that God opened the doors for you to have three beautiful adopted children. We're very blessed. Um, Owen is nine and we adopted him from Russia. Um, And then that process, his adoption was the easiest and I feel like God did that on purpose. (laughs) Because so he was oh, our first now to you can encourage do us more. to the yes to encourage us to the other adoptions. Um, our daughter's adoption was not uh, was probably the hardest to go through, only because of the bureaucracy. We were, had started again in Russia. There was a ban there, so we had to switch programs. A ban. They stopped they international stopped adoptions. Inter- yeah. Yes, and so um, China was the next um, country that we really researched and, and talked about. And um, it took two years to bring her home. So plus a year of going through the right. So it took a total of three years through the second adoption process. Mm. So it was a little harder. And that's Haley. And that's Haley. And she is five. And she's so Owen, precious. your your son from Russia is nine. Yes. And then Haley is five, five and a half. And, a half. Mm-hmm. and then um, our youngest son, Liam, um, has been home just a little over two years. And um, his adoption took about 18 months. But... Um, we could not imagine our lives without them and it is totally worth it. And you forget, we call it paper pregnancy. So you're paper pregnant, you know, so I was paper hmm. pregnant for Haley for two years, almost, <laughs> you know, and like an elephant, I always compared my paper pregnancies to elephants cause they're pregnant for two years. So I was about, you know, <laughs> so it took that long. Um, but it's, you forget those quote unquote labor pains, you know, mm-hmm. just like you do in giving birth mm-hmm. and you know, it's, amazing to to experience that and it's different and i feel like just like every biological birth story is different every adoption story is different and it creates who who your family is sure it's amazing yeah um and and the difficulties i'm sure going through those adoptions not just the waiting the emotional uh, part of it too yes and, and i think you mentioned you had another adoption lined up yes. in russia which then um, the band came along. Yes. And- so we were matched with another little boy, um, and we refer we call him Noah. And unfortunately, um, because of the band, we were not able to complete our adoption, and that was that was hard. Um, we were prepared for him and, and things, and that was one reason we actually requested a girl um, when we adopted Haley because it was hard to think of going. You know, we were we had this boy, we had pictures, we were ready to you know, so we. Um, requested a girl kind of just so we weren't you know replacing this son mm-hmm. we didn't get to bring home and we consider him Noah our spiritual son so we pray for him and everything 
That's wonderful. So. Yes. And, but it brings up again, the, the emotional issues of going through adoptions, yes. the ups and downs of the adoption process. Adoptions sometimes fall through and mm-hmm. then you're mourning and grieving the loss of, of Noah. Yes. Yeah. But Noah is, is still there. He's still a person. You still pray for him. Yes. You consider yourself a spiritual mother Mother to him sure you know so even in even though i'm an actual mother i'm also a spiritual mother yeah that's beautiful so but again the the benefit were were you with elizabeth ministry at all at that point yes so they could help you with the spirit with yes and there was someone else in our group who experienced a disrupted adoption internationally actually Mm -hmm. and so it was nice having someone else understand what we were going through yeah. and having that support. That's that's amazing. And so you've you've lived through it. You've helped other other women, other families with it. Uh, your husband Andy, I assume, can also talks to fathers sometimes with the issues yeah. they're going through. Yeah. yeah, it's not just women who are right. suffering through these right. things. Yeah. It's a couple, and that's when you are discerning whatever path you're going to go through, whether you're going to adopt or be spiritual parents. It's a couple. You decide as a couple. It's not one person. It's both of you together, and you're sure. feeling the emotions together. Yeah, it might be a little heavier on one side than the other. But you're so you're there lifting each have other. Have to be up. there with each other. Well, Jen, thank you so much for your sharing. It's absolutely been beautiful. Our guest is Jennifer McMullen from St. Paul's in Westerville. Her husband Andy uh, is involved, also of course, with these issues related to infertility, adoption. There, three beautiful adopted children, and I want to give the resources again. If you'd like to get in touch with Elizabeth Ministry, that is a one-on-one ministry as Elizabeth Mary to Elizabeth. Um, It's at St. Paul's in Westerville. It's available to everyone, not just people at St. Paul's. Call the number at 614-882-2109. And also the book that you mentioned, Jen, The Infertility Companion for Catholics. The Infertility Companion for Catholics. And they have a Facebook page, which is very helpful. Um, We mentioned also femhealth.org for medical issues. So you've been listening to our program today on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Um, This is the Family Sanctuary, and I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, uh, with archives at stgabrielradio.com and streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. The Family Sanctuary is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni,